Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Always Moving Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Lyndon Savanto, and here we are, episode four. As I always say, we've not yet been taken down yet. I had several meetings with Spotify and Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whatever you you stream podcasts on. I've had calls with them all week, and I've kind of had to beg to keep the podcast on because uh, people aren't liking it. Ah, just kidding with you. Just having fun. It's Friday, right? That's what uh, Fridays are for. Have a good LARF. I've actually, um, with each episode, I've seen the country, the list of countries that have been streaming it kind of keep growing. I'm now up to, I have audience members or streamers or whatnot in Canada, US, Switzerland, Denmark, Norway, Germany, and my new one is Greece. So thank you everyone in Greece that's listening. Um, the one thing I really wanted to talk about today was patience. And I want to tie patience into kind of a hectic yet funny story looking back on it and what I learned from that situation. So patience can, patience has been something I've been trying to cultivate over the years because like most young people, I didn't have any patience. I needed it done. I needed it done now. And it didn't help with situations in life, situations in sport and everything in general can be improved with a little more patience. Quick update with my fantasy teams. Uh, they suck, but uh, just breathe. Take a step back. Trust the guys you got. Make the moves you got to make. But, you know, don't overreact. Be patient. I actually thought of this when I was at work. And I went to a, a supply company to pick up some materials for a job site. And it was super busy. It's a super busy day at this this place, and obviously there's a limited amount of people that could work there. And there was this one older gentleman who was just like, "Oh, this is unbelievable! Like, why are they making us wait so long? This is ridiculous!" And it's like, man, like we've got ten trucks all lined up for four doors. How fast do you think we're gonna pump them out? Like, sit back. Why are you letting this small thing just ruin your day, man? Like, chill out. It's Friday, Friday before a long weekend, like give them a chance, give people a chance to get things done. You don't have to, there's no, unless you're in an emergency rush, just breathe. They're, they didn't forget you. They're coming to help you. And I see, it's not just the guy at the, at the supply company that I went and picked up. It's, you see drivers on the road when they get off work, they're going way over the speed limit um, just to rush to get home and watch some Netflix or whatever they're doing. But like, man, I, I took a d- defensive driver's course once and the, the guy running it was a, an old police officer. And he said, how much changes if you get home five seconds sooner by speeding and putting other people's life at risk? So, for new drivers, for current drivers, I mean, I speed, and uh, I speed sometimes, but I also know, hey, I don't have to do this all the time. If I'm not in a rush, I don't have to put people at risk for no reason, so sit back and chill, 
just take it take it uh, moment by moment and when some small incident comes up that can be resolved in five minutes instead of one minute one snag if someone's slightly late or something falls off don't let it ruin your day man like just easy be like hey it is what it is sort it out deal with it rationally and move on there's no point in ruining your day or ruining an hour of your day by uh, getting upset over something that you can just solve with a little extra time maybe it wasn't something you planned out but hey you'll figure it out okay so patience was something that really kind of got to me this week because I dealt with a lot of people that just weren't patient. And it's for someone that values patience, it's a bit annoying, but hell, I was patient with them. So I want to talk about my first week that I moved to France and also learning French when I moved there. So it was after the 2015 Pan Am Games, I had agreed to a two-year contract with a handball team in Poitiers, France. And it was a 100% like a, I don't know anyone, let's go. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what to pack. Let's just go. So I get on the plane. I leave. I, I'm set up to live with a, with a teammate and his father outside of Poitiers. And I, I don't know anyone here, so I'm, I'm flying over, and I get over maybe Greenland, maybe between Greenland and Iceland, and I kind of have this little panic moment where I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Like, where am I going? I signed up for two years. Like, is this going to be a huge mistake? I have no idea. So I'm kind of, I have this little freak out, and I'm going over Greenland, and it's a crystal clear night. And we're flying over Greenland, and you can see all the snow and mountains below and it's just like what the hell am i doing <laughs> like is is this a big deal like is this the biggest mistake of my life it uh, spoiler alert it turned out to be the best decision i ever made so and uh yeah so i land in france i land in paris and i have to take a train to poitiers it's like a three-hour train ride still so i'm like okay i get over here Thankfully, in Paris, you can get by with your English. Like, people are going to hook you up. It's fine. So now I get on the train, and I'm going further and further out. And it's like, the more starts to settle in. Like, what the hell's happening here? So I get to Poitiers. I arrive at the station. And I'm sure you know, you've seen in movies or TV shows of when a character greets a woman, they'll kiss them on either cheek. It's like that bisou. It's a like the formal greeting, but it's like, it's not something we do in Canada or the U.S., so especially not the U.S., that uh, would cause a lot more issues. But So I get to France, I get to Poitiers, arrive at the station, and there's maybe six guys from my team, and two parents, and my coach, Christian, and they're all at the station, and the first guy, it's the guy I'm living with, is the Thomas. Thomas is the first guy to greet me, and he does the, the side cheek kisses, and like, it wasn't a big deal, but it was kind of a shock because I didn't know you would do it to another man. But it was like, okay, well, I just met this guy. Boom. Bizu, 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 bizu. And I'm kissing my teammates before I even talk to them. And some of them don't speak any English. So 
was actually months before I would even talk to them. So I'm jet lagged. I'm tired. I have no idea where I am. I don't really even know the city at all. Like I'd never heard of the city before I got the offer. So I get to Poitiers and they're like, yeah, like we'll drop your stuff off quick. And then we're going to go to the president's house. Uh, we're having like a pizza team dinner. That's what Christian tells me. Christian's from Montreal. I knew of him, but I'd never officially met him. And it was through like playing with the national team and him being connected to the national team and all that jazz. That's how I ended up with this team. So Christian's like, yeah, we'll, we'll drop your stuff off quick at Thomas's house. And then we'll go to the president's and we'll kind of have a formal greeting. You'll meet everyone or whatever. So this is Sunday. I arrive on a Sunday. It's 6 PM. I'm exhausted. I show up at my, the president of the club's house. And it's uh, everyone's there and they're all super pumped. They're excited to see me. Like I'm the international player. Everyone there had played with each other for years. And then it's like, okay, more bizu bizu. There's like a, the wife of the president, wife of Christian, and then just more of the teammates and the teammates that didn't meet at the station generally were the guys that didn't speak any English either. So it was like, okay, more awkward. Hey, what's up? And I'm just exhausted. So we have the pizza party. It's good. Um, people say some kind words and welcome to the club. This, this, this. And everyone was excited. So we have the dinner. It all goes well. And then Christian and Christian takes me back to Thomas's or whatever. He's like, okay. Um, so part of it, before I go further, part of the agreement with the club was that they would send me to the university to learn French. I'm like, oh, okay, this is gonna be cool. Like, learn a new language. They're paying for my university to go there. So Christian says at Thomas's house, he's like, okay, I'll pick you up in the morning. We'll just go say hello to the teachers, go to the university, find out what it is. You'll start up on Tuesday. Perfect. Sounds good. I'm so tired. I just want to get up. I want to go, go to bed, go to sleep, call at night in a new country, in a teammate's house, <laughs> in a in a place I don't speak the language. So where I stayed in Thomas's or TP, I'll say TP is Thomas Prigent. So it's TP's house and it's a, they have a big main house and then like a small corridor that goes to like a, a tiny almost guest house. And that's where I was. I had the upstairs where my bed was with like a huge flat screen TV and an Xbox. And then I had my own bath downstairs and stuff. It was awesome setup. Loved it. I hope one day I can go back there. So I go to bed, call a night, pass out instantly. And then I wake up in the morning. Again, I'm in a brand new world where a day before I was at home, 24 hours, 30 hours later, I'm in a new place, new country, sleeping in a new bed. Everything was brand new. So Christian picks me up. We go to the university. And, uh, I have to do like a, a test to find out where my French level was. <laughs> and since I'd played with the, the national team, there was a bunch of guys from Quebec. So I knew some stuff. And, uh, so I go to the, meet the teacher and the secretary and stuff. And they're like, uh, they say some shit, say some stuff in French. And I obviously I didn't understand it. And Christian's like, yeah, just tell them what you know. And, uh, I said, like, you know, je m'appelle Lyndon, 
with a horrible English accent and stuff. And they're like, uh, and then she said something and I stood there like deer in the headlights, like, uh, okay. And well, he's level zero. So they put me in the beginner, beginner course, but, uh, so I'm in the beginner course, which has already been going on for three weeks now. Cause I had to be patient because my passport took forever to get back to me with my visa in it. So I'm already three weeks behind everyone in my class. And this delay of my passport would affect my player license. It affected everything. So I get to <laughs> I get to the class and the teacher, the instructor is like, okay, students practice what you learned. Everyone asked Lyndon a question, but it's all in French. Everyone asked me a question about what they know because they're just learning. So it's all the basics. So I'm just kind of <laughs> first up a uh, well, girl from Brazil, Franciel says something. No idea. No idea what she says. Okay. Next up, uh, Dajong from South Korea asks something. <laughs> I'm just standing there. I keep shrugging my shoulders. Like, I don't know. And then it's just like, everyone asks their questions. I don't answer any of them. So I sit down and there's two, there's an American girl and a Mexican girl who speaks really good English. And I go sit with them. There's another American girl over there. So they're like, Oh yeah, sorry, I missed an important step right there. I do the stupid, I do the exam to find out my level. And I remember I go there with the plan of meeting on Tuesday or to start on Tuesday. So I don't have any book, I don't have any paper, I don't have nothing. So they're like, oh yeah, so if you want, you can start your first class today. And it's like, well, I'm here, might as well. And it's like, yeah, it starts in five minutes. <laughs> it's like, okay, um let's go. And so I have just my schedule. I kept this piece of paper. I, I just have my class schedule and a pen Christian gave me. And I just show up at the, this, to this class, the one where they start asking questions. I show up to the class, which is this pen and just a single sheet of paper. <laughs> and I still have it. And it's funny to look back on. So back to where I was, they ask questions. I sit down with these American girls and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And like, you guys are going to have to help me. I don't have any books. So I sit there with Michaela and uh, we go, it's like, okay, first class is done. That was rough. I don't know what the hell's happening. I have, <laughs> I don't have any textbook, no nothing. So then the next class is um, oral comprehension. So we sit in the lab and what you do is you put the headphones on and you follow along in your textbook. I didn't have the textbook, follow along in the textbook. And then they'll be like, fill in the blanks. They'll be like, question, what did this person say? And I'm just sitting there for like an hour and a half listening to French <laughs> without, a, without a clue what the hell's happening. And then two of the American girls are just laughing at me because they, I'm just, I had, I had no words. I literally had no words. I didn't know what to say. So I'm just sitting there. And then the, the first day ends and the TP drives me back home and his English was okay. It's getting better the more and more that we live together and stuff. But he's like, yeah, how was the first day? I'm like, man, <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on here. And then this would continue for like the whole week, two weeks, three weeks. And I was, and at the same time, I'm practicing handball four times a week and I'm still jet lagged. So I'm tired. I'm physically tired. And at the same time, I'm practicing a bunch, but my player license hasn't come in. So I missed our first two, three games, something like that. 
and it's like, man, what the hell am I doing here? It's three weeks in. I can't speak any French. I don't know what's going on. I can't play any, can't play any games. I'm just getting frustrated, and I'm like, I'm impatient. I'm ready to just call it. And then it's just one day. I go to class and I was on the same level as everyone. I was behind everyone at the start. I was just on the same level as everyone. I just woke up one day ready to rock. And like, it was crazy. It just went to, it was just being patient, chipping away. But at the same time, my frustration drove me to read the book more, watch some, grab a newspaper, study the word and go from there. And it was like, I think it was part competitiveness, part whatever. But uh, just one day I woke up and it was like, this makes sense. It makes, obviously I wasn't fluent or anything, but it made sense to the level that I should have been at had I been at the class the whole time. And that for me is patience and perseverance are incredibly important if you want to learn a new language. Um, and uh, some of the tips I would give if you want to learn a new language, my number one tip I give anybody, if you want to understand what someone's saying, one of the biggest things I used that helped me was listening to rap music in that language. So for me, it was French rap. It was Nekfu. It was all these rappers. I'd listen to it. And obviously, the first time they're blowing through the words, I don't understand a thing. Second time, nothing. Third time, nothing. Nothing. I'm like the beat, whatever. Tenth time it comes, I know that word. Boom. Put a word in that sentence. 15th time, put three words in a sentence. Boom, now you know that line. And now you're picking up better as the rap is going. It's going quick. So then when people are speaking to you in the class or a professor speaks to you or coach or player, they're not obviously speaking as fast as these guys are rapping. Are rapping. So then like they speak to you and it just comes to you slower. It's more clear and it's coming together. And honestly, once I started listening to French rap, it, it just blew up. It's just like, okay, I can do this. I, I could, I started talking to teammates that I hadn't talked to before because I didn't speak any English. I didn't speak any French. And honestly, if you're going to learn a new language, do listen to rap or listen to a fast paced music. Listen to any music in general. Any music is good, but if it's faster, I think that transitions nicely to understanding a slower pace in day to day, day to day conversation and whatnot. Uh, a second tip that it's not going to be easy if you don't say live in the foreign in a foreign country or whatnot but if you have to speak french or a different language out of necessity it just magnifies the importance of <laughs> of learning it so the at university de poitiers where i studied there was only michaela uh there was three three people that spoke any english in my class of 15, 20. So there's people from Chile, Brazil, South Korea, Taiwan. And if we wanted to have friends, basically, in the class, you had to learn French together. So if you wanted to have a friend, you had to learn it. If you wanted to not be so damn alone, <laughs> you had to learn French. So necessity was a huge thing. And my third tip I would give is just if you want to do it, commit to it. Like a coach once told me, if I want to speak French, don't worry if people laugh at you or they mock you. Like That's on them. 
if you want to speak it, speak it and try. You only get better if you you enforce it and you try. You give an honest effort. And when once my uh, old coach Alexi, different coach, once he said, "Yeah, if you want to speak it, who gives a shit what they if they're laughing or whatnot? This is you. It's for you. Who cares what they think?" And that's when I put it all together. I wanted to make friends with my classmates and chat with them. The first semester, uh, Franciel, a woman from Brazil, we called on the phone and we were learning our French. We would communicate with what we would learn in class. How was, the, how was your day? How, how was Canada? Something like that. But we'd call on the phone and we both wanted to get better. And we did. And we became really close friends. But she doesn't speak any English still to this day. I don't speak any Portuguese, but um, we became important in each other's lives because of necessity. So I, my suggestion is music, television, read, and preferably rap music to increase your speed. Um, if you can, learn your language out of necessity or need. Maybe it's for work. Maybe it's because you live somewhere abroad. And try. Honestly, try. And don't care what other people think. Just give an honest effort. I asked my friend Greg today. We called on the phone. And I asked him uh, if he had any tips or any pointers or what he did when he moved to Denmark and learned Danish. And for him, he's also a handball player. And for him, he had asked his teammates to speak to him in Danish. And he would speak back in Danish. And his teammates were were helpful where they would correct him in a phrase that he said wrong or like fix this or say it this way or whatever but then they they reciprocated they did they um they wanted to help him he wanted them to help him and they worked together and that's what team is they all helped each other and for him it was uh kind of like a throw me in the fire type thing speak to me in danish and i'm gonna figure it out and I think, uh, I think that was good advice, or at least a good strategy of how he went upon it. And then, just to tie it all back, my last uh, piece of advice would just be patient with it. It's, uh, I wanted to quit. I wanted to say, well, this is the stupidest thing. I'm sitting in this stupid class with headphones. I have no idea what's going on. And then I was... I, it came, it took me some time, but then once I, it seemed that it all came together at once because I didn't quit as much as I wanted to. I didn't quit. I stuck with it, I stuck with the plan. And then my French picked up at the same time, my player's license came in, I was playing games and I had these two worlds of my class and I just wanted to learn. I wanted to, I wanted to be fluent in a week. And then at the same time, I wanted to be the best player I could be for my team. So I had these two worlds, my university life, my handball life, and it all came together. It didn't happen overnight initially, but from the first month, first day, taking a train from Paris to Poitiers, freaking out, considering if this was the biggest mistake and... Honestly, at the time, it, if I could tell myself, it'd be, hey, take your time. Only time will tell if it was a mistake or not. But uh, don't give up on it too soon.
it's the same learning a language and uh that move to Poitiers changed my life greatest years of my life happened uh, when i first moved abroad to denmark then to Poitiers, then to Auray, australia been all over the world and uh yeah just try to be a little more patient in your day-to-day life and just see what happens try it for a week two weeks if there's something where someone would say something that would normally piss you off, just be like, it is what it is and move on. Your days just get so much better. I hope you enjoyed my story. That first week when I moved to France was <laughs> just nuts. I, I was an absolute fish out of water. I was Joe, Joe Blow from rural Alberta, Canada, moving to a city in central France to study French with students from around the world and to play a sport no one knows in uh, Alberta, really. So just uh, don't give up. Stay patient. And more often than not, great things will happen. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope maybe you will take something from it. If you're learning a language, throw some rap on. You might even just like the song itself. Other than that, this has been episode four of the Always Moving Podcast. I appreciate my listeners all over the world, apparently. That sounds so cool to say. Uh, I hope you guys stick around. And I will do my best to share the awesome stories I've experienced in my life. So I bid you a happy long weekend. Congrats to the Tampa Bay Rays for beating the Yankees tonight. That was beautiful. Congrats to the Miami Heat. Big win. Big day for Florida sports. Other than that, to my Canadian listeners, have a happy long weekend. Happy Thanksgiving. Stay safe. Everyone else, have a great weekend. This is the Always Moving Podcast with Lyndon Savanto. Let's keep this thing moving.